Wado Champions! My name is Oria! This belt! This belt! Explosion! Wado Champions! Hey! Hey! Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio Hot Tag Podcast Company. <laughs> I'm your host, J-Cab Morris, as well as uh, my co-host over here, Shaheen. What's going on, man? What's going on, dude? I didn't know this, uh, we went corporate. Yeah, we did. Man. We are a podcast company that people sometimes laugh at. Got the got the stocks up and shit. Yeah. I like good stuff. Yo, That's uh, right. J-Kiss, I was, I, was on, I was on Facebook. I, uh, mm. I found this interesting. So, obviously, once in a lifetime, Atsushi Onita and, and Matt Tremont's happening on August 5th. Right. Um, apparently, this thing is streaming live on the High Spots Network, which makes no fucking sense to me, because it's like, dude, you have your own fucking network. Why isn't it live on CZW <laughs> Studios and it's on High Spots? Like, why should... If somebody is a, is a diehard CZW fan and they want to watch this and they have the CZW Studios, they shouldn't have to subscribe to another fucking application and pay you know 10 12 a month just to watch this shit live and, and you know dj said last time it's going to be live on on his uh czw studios it's on high spots yeah yeah i mean this well dj's a horrible businessman I don't, I don't give a fuck what he tells anybody he's he's really not good at this um so you know luckily for him he's hooked up with somebody else who knows something so hopefully that'll work out for him but um, as far as the high spots thing, honestly, this means that I'm going to be watching my first CZW show in a long time. Uh, I mean, because live intrigues me. It draws me in. Um, the Onita thing it definitely gets my attention. And I honestly think it's going to be a really big show. Um, if I have the ability to watch it live, uh, I mean, that that's the way you can possibly get my money and get me a little bit more back into it. But, I mean, if there's going to be a day delay or something like that, I'll just skip it. Yeah, they haven't announced any more matches uh, for that show, I don't think. I think that Greg Excellent and uh, Ace Romero thing is going to be an actual match, which gives a fuck. Janela and Leo Rush, of course, in the main event. I don't think they announced anything else, but we'll see. Yeah. No, Isn't actually, right? Str- yeah, Shane Strickland and uh, Masada, they announced that one. Right, yep, yep, yep. And then the red guy will be wrestling somebody. <laughs> the red guy will. Be. The red guy is the best promo guy in the fucking world right now, dude. That Onita fucking promo, shit is fucking amazing. La vida. That's all he said. La vida. <laughs> I don't know why they did a second promo. I have, I have no idea. Because it's so fucking good. That's why. <laughs> shit was fucking just entertainment at its finest, man. I fucking love that shit. But, uh,. Yo, a lot of people are bitching about paying forty dollars to see Onita and get an autograph and picture. Do you? I'm, I'm do you have a problem with this? It's it's retarded that anyone has any delusion that it should be any different. I wish I could remember exactly what I paid for Masawa's autograph, but this is at least of the magnitude of Masawa coming over because he doesn't. Fucking Onita does not come to the United States. So the fact that you're going to pay $40 per item is not crazy at all. Hulk Hogan charges you like $180 for like a fucking picture. For like a fucking, like a picture. Like you standing next to him, taking a picture with your own camera, give me $180. That's no autograph, no nothing. We're talking about Onita, who is a deathmatch icon, 
who never, ever, ever comes to the United States. I mean, come on, man. What the fuck is this bitching about $40? That's crazy. The price is honestly really good. You know, I, I don't know if that's a photo op and one no autograph way. or if it's no just way. an autograph. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. It's got to be one or the other. There's no way you're getting both or some kind of package. for it. it there's no reason you should get more than one thing for $40. Like I said, it, there's guys who do way less appearances and, and live in the United States that charge you a shitload more than that. So I, yeah. I, I know the fans are pissed off because, look, the – the admission is 45 bucks, general admission or something like that. But since when did that include autographs from, you know, names in the building? It never, you know, someone, I think Ryan said something like 45 to get in the building and then $40 <laughs> to say hello. It's like, dude, I, I mean, what do you expect? I, I really, I, you know, if it was only a convention and there was no show, you would pay to get in the convention and then you would pay whatever their fee is. I mean, it's just... It goes with the territory. I think it's 100% worth it, and I, I can't see why it would be any different. Yeah, I honestly, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a photo op and an autograph deal, though. I mean, a lot of guys like Terry Funk, Cactus Jack, those guys, they'll do like 40 for, you know, both. Um, again, Onita, once in a lifetime, that's the, the reason they call the show once in a lifetime. It is once in a lifetime. It's, this is it. I don't see the guy ever coming back. Absolutely not. So, no. get it while you can. I mean, if you got 40 bucks to toss out i'm definitely gonna you know get that photo out yeah um, it's i mean the only reason i'm going to the show to be honest with you really yeah there's people who are still fucking hate onita <laughs> for backing out on czw in 2001 so i mean you know th this is all these years later that it's actually happening he'd be there he said you know so if he's gonna be there then fuck man i mean i <sighs> I don't know. I just I don't understand where people take the value away from what it actually is and start talking about money. I mean, you guys waste money on ridiculous amounts of dickheads T-shirts and <laughs> I mean, how many ridiculous T-shirts yeah. you see people running around with and you know how many chicks eight by tens are they fucking buying at the WSU shows? Like fucking pay for the Onita autograph and picture, whatever the case is, or just fucking keep it moving. Yeah. Now, this red guy that apparently is going to be wrestling on this show, have they announced what his name is or anything? Because I don't know anything about the dude at all. Nah, but you like face paint, so don't I, I do love face paint. <laughs> yeah. I like Japanese I asked, wrestlers uh, and face paint. Ask uh, Anthony Masao. The dude, like, built the figure of the guy, and uh, yeah, it's, like, marking out because he's coming, too, so... He clearly knows who the fuck he is. Um, I'm I'm never going to pretend to be, like, a an expert on any kind of Japanese wrestling or honestly wrestling in general. But um, I, I'd imagine anyone who like really knows, knows what's going on over there knows him. It's not just Masao, but uh, he clearly knows. That's for sure. Well, I would so. say you're an expert on CZW at least. Maybe not yeah, I'll give wrestling. you that. Well, I mean, yeah, I'll CZW. You that. Yeah, um, I'll give you CZW. Did you hear about Ring of Honor going to the UK and doing a pay-per-view? Now, this, this is, this is, when a company is making progress, the, the DJ Hyde, this is what's happening. Pay per view from a different fucking country. This is progress. No pun intended with the progress. <laughs> well, he would tell you, well, Shaheen, we've been going to WXW yeah, yeah, on tour. They booked me 12 times. I've wrestled in 38 countries. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, we've, we've run the tournament of death over in, in Europe. So, look. That's true, that triple, triple <laughs> ultra-violence bullshit, whatever it was. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, continual progress for a company, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, but I, I don't know about this pay-per-view, though, because uh, the main event is Cody Rose versus uh, Sonata. Are you familiar with Sonata at all? He was in like, really. TNA for a little bit. He was like, he came in with the Great Muda. He had the oh, Muda yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's uh-huh. that dude. He's doing like a dark, like, punk rock character in fucking New Japan. Um, he's, yeah, I don't know about this being a main event, man. I don't know, Sonata, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you would do with a Kenny Omega and Okada and Tanahashi. All those guys, what are they doing, you know? For yeah. this to be the main event, that just kind of boggles my mind. But either way, I'm, you know, that's, I'm happy for them. Ring of Honor's having a good year, man, especially with, you know, um, collaborating with New Japan on the big fucking uh, shows that they did with drawing like 7,000 people and shit. I mean, that's, that's big stuff for, for an indie company. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you see that uh, the shot that um, Cornette took at Omega and then he fired back at him on Twitter? I did not. What happened? Uh, I don't know if you want to pull it up because I'm I'm only going to be paraphrasing. And uh, um, where did you see it? Is it on on his actual Twitter? I mean, yeah, Omega posted like a response to um, Cornette, oh, and uh, so I mean, I imagine you could pull it up on Omega's, um, but. Uh, you know, more or less something along the lines of Cornette was uh, taking a shot at Omega. Just kind of, it seemed random. I mean, I don't, I don't know where he's coming from on any of his shit. But um, he said something along the lines of, you know, what is uh, Kenny Omega is too much of a bitch to, to, to make a little girl cry in the ring or something like when he did that match with the little kid. Right. Yeah. And uh, Omega more or less told him like, dude. uh, you know, I, I like you and all, but, like, if you're going to, like, try to bury me, can you not tag me in it because I'm really busy right now? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he must have deleted the, the tweet. I don't see it really? on Twitter. Really? Yeah, he probably I mean, I, I don't know, man, because, like, I hate Twitter, but I get, like, these, these crazy um, yeah, he must have deleted notifications it. when, like, eight people like the same thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get a bunch of those. Yeah, let me see. It says, uh... Okay, here it is. Jim Cornette says, So you're saying Kenny Omega is such a weak, ineffective pussy of a wrestler, he physically can't make an eight-year-old girl cry. Hashtag truth. And uh, Kenny Omega says, I like you, Jim, but if you want to bury me, please don't tag me in it. We just started the G1, and I can't have this polluting my timeline. Thanks. (laughs) Well, he's, he's got a point. He is a busy man. (laughs) <laughs> G1, what is it, like, fucking 35 matches in a month they gotta do or some shit, man? It's... Yeah, crazy, I mean... Man, that's happening right now, I know, uh... Like, I just told you I subscribed to Meltzer's site, and, you know, he's all, he's marking out for this shit, dude. He's all about Japanese wrestling, so... All the articles you're gonna see on the Wrestling Observer is pretty much about the G1. Yeah, um... I don't know, I... In my opinion, and again, it doesn't make me any more of a viewer of any of that shit, but, um... Or anything... But um, I, I honestly think Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world right now. And um, I, I mean, for someone to just randomly be taking shots at him over some shit that happened years ago. And I honestly think that was a really, really well-worked little gimmick thing that they did. Right. But uh, I, I don't know. Cornette just gets riled up and wants attention, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually agree with you as far as uh, him being the best res- wrestler in the world. I think I said it on the Wednesday show a couple weeks ago as well. Um. I mean, after watching his matches with Okada and then seeing what he did at the U.S. shows at the G1 Climax, dude, he's just, he's fucking, 
he's so fluent in the ring. You know what I mean? He's like one of the smoothest guys they got out there. Um, yeah. And he, he's charismatic and everything. You know, he's, he's all around a uh, great fucking wrestler. Yeah. But uh, this Ring of Honor thing, it's called uh, War of the Worlds. It's going to be August 19th, and they got one other match announced. It's going to be Kushida going against Dalton Castle, uh, Takahashi, and Marty Squirrel in a four-way for the TV title. Um, only 20 bucks. That's not bad. Hmm. Well, usually, uh, I thought like Ring of Honor charged like four forty at least um, for the pay per views. It's only twenty bucks, so hmm. yeah, that's not good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, Donovan Dijak. He is the newest guy in NXT. Um, I think they announced that uh, they were they expressed some interest in Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Bobby Fish. And Donovan Dijak, and what do you know? A couple weeks later, all three are signed. So you got uh, Red Dragon in NXT right now, and uh, Donovan Dijak is headed up there. So I don't know too much about this guy. I know he's done a ton of Beyond and PWG and Ring of Honor and all that stuff. I just I don't know. He just looked so like bland and just just like any other wrestler to me. You know what I mean? So I just kind of him and uh, there's another guy, uh, Petey Will, not not Petey Williams. Uh, I forget the guy's name. He does a bunch of Beyond stuff, but just looks like a normal dude. Yeah, I haven't seen too too much of him. I think I watched like a match or something. I forget <laughs> who you wrestled. Maybe Dickinson or something. But um, he seems super talented. But I mean, nothing. Yeah, jumped out as far as you know, standing out. Um, I mean, look wise, you know. I mean, it, like I said in the ring, he was, he was definitely a guy who could perform. So um, yeah, I don't know. I'd imagine he'll do well if he, you know he's over there. NXT's a pretty solid roster, I think. I mean, they keep pulling guys up. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't know what they're going to do with all these guys, man. I mean, uh, you obviously haven't watched WWE, but they didn't have room to put Finn Balor on their pay-per-view. You know what I mean? So, like, the yeah. more guys you pull up, I mean, dude, honestly, I could probably name a good 12 people that, that are on the main rosters that could be main event guys. And then, you know, you still got a Bobby Roode and, you know, fucking Chris Hero and all those guys at NXT. Uh, including uh, uh, Drew Galloway, he's up there now. So with uh, Finn Balor, I think they lost some momentum with his injury, and um, I, he's a dude that he you know he, he's got the costume, the look, the all of that. But I think he loses a little bit in like personality. You know, he's a great performer, and I think he substituted some of that, you know, that look and especially on the indies, he was doing that crazy paint stuff where he was like a superhero of all sorts. And I thought that was really cool, but, um, I don't, I don't know that he has like personality that really like pours onto the screen. So, uh, I don't know that they know what to do with them. You know, they lost a little momentum when they had something to do with them. And now I don't know. I mean, where's this spot? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Kenny Omega, he's going to be heading back to PWG. He's doing uh, Bola. He's not going to be in the tournament, which is which is fine. I think he's he's pretty much above the tournament. I don't think he should give a guy like, like Kenny Omega uh, the win for that. And at the same time, you can't have him really lose because you know, if, like we're saying, he's the best in the world. Uh, probably shouldn't be losing on fucking on PWG. But um, he's going to be returning. He's going to be teaming up with, with the Young Bucks, going against uh, Pentagon Junior. Um, Phoenix and Ray Horace, which is uh, Ray Mysterio's uh, cousin, something I think, something like hmm. that. He's in the Mysterio family anyway. 
So. Yeah, I mean, how strong do you know your card is, and and how strong is your tournament to have Kenny Omega non-tournament on your show? I mean, you you got to be pretty goddamn confident that you're putting out just an all-star show to be like, yeah, and we got him too, but you know. Yeah, I, dude. Honestly, I mean, PWG they fucking they stack their cards up like like crazy, but they do. This year's uh Battle of Los Angeles. I don't I don't know, man. Maybe I just don't know a lot of these guys, but. I'm sure they're great because PWG's not gonna book you unless yeah. you're fucking like you know unless you're golden. But they got. Yeah, I uh, think that's probably the case. Uh, same thing. I I don't know a lot of the names and I don't really watch as much wrestling lately as you do. But I right. mean, yeah, I would think that's the case. If you haven't heard of them, PWG probably knows something we don't. Right. Well, for uh, Bolo, they got Donovan Dijak and Keith Lee going against Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle. Uh, that should definitely be a good match. I mean, three of those guys are like you know some of my favorites on the indies. The other guy being Donovan Dijak, which I, I don't know too much about. Um, you're also going to see Ricochet and Matt Seidel going against Zack Sabre Jr. and Marty Squirrel, um, and of course you know the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, going against the Luchador team, uh, Phoenix, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Horace. And nice. then uh, the tournament matches you got Flamita going against Ricochet. Don't know who Flamita is, but it sounds like a luchador. Maybe it's a lucha underground guy. No, I don't know. Um, Jonah Rock going against Zack Sabre Jr. Matt Seidel going against Pentagon Jr. That's something I want to fucking see. Um, yeah. I know they, they did that match in New York, I want to say. <laughs> I think it was the same day uh, Pentagon was coming down for GCW. Doing the Joey Janela, and a lot of people thought that he wasn't going to show up because, you know, he was double booked. Um, I, oh, think he, yeah. I think he faced Pentagon that night, so... Hmm. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster going against Marty Squirrel. Don't know that guy. Ray Phoenix versus Ray Horace. That should be great because uh, Ray Horace was actually at um, Extreme Rising. He was. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched those shows, but no. El Hijo de Mysterio, whatever the fuck he was called at the time, uh, sounds about right. But yeah. uh, he was killing it out there, man. He was. Uh, he was going against Bestia Six Six Six, which is uh, Damien's son, and Bestia mm-hmm. was fucking. He was awesome. I mean, I, I don't know why he's not on. You know, Lucha Underground, why he's not doing PWG and shit like Because he's just as good as those guys, man. He's That guy's super talented. So, uh, Ray Phoenix and Ray Horace, that should be good. Are you still watching Lucha Underground? Because I thought you were pretty big on it for a while. Dude, I, I loved it. I just, I don't know, man. It's too much wrestling. I just can't handle it. It's too <laughs> okay. much. Just can't do it. I have it recorded, and it's on Netflix. I just, I don't know, man. I mean, I would love to watch Ring of Honor, too. I mean, they're putting out a, a ton of great shit, you know? <laughs> like, when I read the cards, I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I should be watching this. And I just I just can't. I mean, even TNA, man. TNA's got fucking EYFBO, and we'll, we'll get into the Chris Brothers. They got a ton of fucking people, get, you know? They're yeah. basically PWG shows now, for the most part. And I still nice. I can't, I just can't watch it. Look at WWE, full of guys that we probably enjoyed on the Indies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. I mean, wrestling is, uh, you know... I think it's in a it's in a good place as far as talent. I mean, I don't think that the rosters have ever been stronger as far as actual like in ring talent. Better characters yeah. in the past, of course. Um, but I mean, as far as talent, man, I mean, you can't get much better than you are right now. But it's just it's too much of it. You know what I mean? Like I just I have too much of it. Can't do it. Yeah, I could hear that. I mean, I I definitely get to that that point too. I mean, maybe that does factor into me not watching it at all. <laughs> But, uh, you know, because I look around and I'm like, oh, well, if I did watch it, I'd watch that. Or if I did watch right. it, I'd watch that. And then I just go, fine, I'm watching anything. Fuck it. Yeah. And also, you know, with all these networks out there, you know, like, I'm sure you remember tape training and stuff, you know. 
Mm-hmm. I remember when I was like younger, man, I used to get so excited for, for a tape to come in the mail or, or go and get this tape because everything was so rare. You know, it really hyped it up. You know, wrestling was, was big for me at the time. Now when, with High Spots Network and CZW, literally any match, any card you can imagine ever, it's a click away. You know, once yeah. you have it like that, then it's just like, eh. You know. Yeah. It's just, it kind of ruins it for you. But uh, back to PWG, you got Brian Cage going against Desmond Xavier, which is a fucking weird-ass matchup, because Desmond is, like, a quarter of his size. Um, Yeah, that's going to be cool as fuck, though, because it'll be one of those things that Cage launches him, and he fucking flips and lands on his feet, you know? (laughs) Crazy shit. Yeah, they'll they'll do some crazy stuff. Uh, Keith Lee going against Walter. Keith Lee's fucking amazing. Expect him in NXT. Um, I'm guessing probably within a year. I don't see why not. Um, Matt Riddle going against Michael Elgin. I, I'm not a big fan of uh, Elgin, but I think this will probably be a really good match. Um, they did the same match, I want to say, at AEW, the last show I watched from them, and they fucking killed it, so I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. Anything on Bolo, I mean, they're going to step it up, you know? Even if they've had that match before at a different promotion, dude. If they're doing it in PWG, it's times 10. You already know. Yeah. That basically, it's like a verbal contract. When you're coming in PWG, dude, you... Better fucking lace up your boots, man. You got to do some work. You know, There's a care. high standard, and that crowd yeah. is rabid, and you know they they know what the fans want. Yeah, so the company's got a reputation, you know. So if you're going up there, you know what you got to do. Uh, they got Jeff Cobb going against Sammy Callahan. I really want to see this fucking match. Jeff Cobb being uh, are you you're familiar with him, right? Jeff Cobb. Yeah, I've seen a few yeah. things of him. He's powerful as fuck. Yeah, dude, that dude is a fucking monster. Uh, he was in Lucha Underground too, um, just killing shit up there. So. Definitely excited for that match. I think uh, Sammy, he'll probably bring the best out of Sammy, so that'll be good. Donovan Dijak going against Trevor Lee. Uh, I'll be fine, whatever. And uh, that that about wraps it up. But again, not too many crazy... Like last year, we had you know Matt Seidel and fucking Ricochet and Johnny Mundo and Pentagon. And, and those were uh, the, the first time they brought in the Lucha Underground guys, so it was a big deal, you know. This year, yeah. it's just kind of like, I don't know. There's some great matches on here, though, but we'll see. Yeah, and you know, there's enough of names in there, and I'm sure there's other people that are going to make themselves way more well known after you watch their first round match, and you you know, the second round lines up to be fucking crazy either way. Yeah, no, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna be killing it. Uh, you want to talk about some uh, some TNA real quick with some uh, new signings? Uh, yeah, I I know about the Chris. Uh, I think that's awesome for them. They're tremendously talented. Uh, they have been for years, so um. You know, obviously, I hope they stay off the gay shit. That's um, <laughs> that's the one thing about them that I'm not a big fan of. But, yeah. you know, I mean, wrestling-wise, those guys are super talented. And you got guys like EYFBO that are up there. And, uh, you know, they, they got a lot of talent, you know, coming in and out of TNA. So, I mean, the Chris will have full opportunity to really showcase what they do on, you know, the, on TV, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, What do you think this puts them with CZW because I mean EYFBO was the champions and then they got signed to TNA and fucking um, gone I think that this might be different the thing is is you know D, that was under DJ's booking and at least under his you know um, I guess his mind I don't know how, if that's the right wording but um, you know Sammy's the booker now those are like his best friends so Sammy's going to be able to communicate with those guys and get like a, a legitimate rundown of when they're available when they're not because i think one of the biggest worries about dj is he didn't want to 
have a bunch of people booked and then have TNA pulling them for dates and stuff like that. Right. So I think he was a little bit more worried about just losing guys on the card, a spur of the moment type thing. I think, you know, with Sammy being the booker, he's going to have a hundred percent notice of everything that they're going to be doing and he'll know as well as they will. And I think he'll be able to work it out. If I had to guess, I'd say they're not going anywhere in CZW, but I'm just speculating. Yeah, I probably agree with you. Um, just because they have that relationship with Sammy, I think it um whole different ball game. Uh, yeah. Johnny Mundo. Um, apparently, a lot of people are leaving Lucha Underground. I know uh, Ricochet completely fucking buried Lucha Underground. On, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, on New Japan. He said uh, <laughs> at the New Japan US show, he was like, you know, yeah, I would have been in New Japan much earlier if it wasn't for some, you know, bullshit underground company, which obviously was talking about Lucha Underground. Um, which is kind of a slap in the face because I, I know he had a shitty contract with them. Like Lucha, the, the first contracts for the first season, basically those guys couldn't work anywhere else. And it's like, dude, right. you're working for three months. What the fuck do you expect these guys to do for the rest of the time, you know? Yeah. They're not going to sit on their ass for nine months and just mm-hmm. fucking feed off of those little checks. Um, so I, I get it. It was shitty. But, I mean, you signed that contract. You were the dickhead to sign that contract. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You did that. So yeah. for him to kind of just shit on him when uh, they presented him that opportunity before Lucha Underground, Ricochet, like, yeah, he was an indie darling, but he isn't what he is today. You know what I mean? He is what he is today because he had that exposure on TV with Prince Puma and um, finally got into, you know, doing some stuff with uh, New Japan. So It helped, yeah. I mean, I, I think, like, the stuff he was doing with Osprey jumped off of the, the, you know, the screen more than anything, honestly. Yeah, but that was after Lucha Underground. That was in Japan. Um, yeah. So Lucha, I, I think. I think like, that made a bigger impact to me. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Basically, basically what I'm saying is <clears throat> without without him being on Lucha... He probably, you know, wouldn't have been in the G1 climax, you know, two years in a row or whatever the case may have been, because um, it's not like the guy hasn't been around. You know, he's been around forever. It's just mm-hmm. now he's finally getting noticed, and he, he actually looks like a wrestler now. I mean, when he first started, he looked like a fucking teenage girl, and you know, now <laughs> yeah. it's now it's a different ball game. Yeah, all he had was that that double moonsault shit. Yeah, man, he when looked. When he first awful. came out, he, he would just show up for like the spot thing. It was him and Chuck Taylor were more or less on tour. Yeah. And Zandig brought him in in CZW, and Ricochet would just do his crazy double moonsault deal, almost die, and that was like the the extent of it. Yeah, how old do you think he was at the time? I don't know. I, I mean, he had to be like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. I mean, I don't think off. you could wrestle in Philly if you were um, under eighteen. So I gotta think he was like eighteen, but he, he looked like fifteen. Yeah, because I know a lot of the stuff that he was doing in IWA uh, in the beginning, man. He just he looked like a 14-year-old girl, man. Like, there's just mm-hmm. no way around it. You can't tell me that dude wasn't young as shit, you know? Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Lucha Underground losing a lot of people. Uh, obviously, you know, um, Prince Puma Ricochet is probably going to be going to Ring of Honor slash New Japan after the 90-day no-compete clause that they have in the contracts, which, again, right. you signed off on, so don't, don't bitch yeah. about it. You signed off on it. Um, Johnny Mundo, he's actually signed to TNA. Uh, mm. John Morrison, so he'll be leaving Lucha Underground, I'm assuming. Um, Taya Valkyrie, do you know who that is? Mm, no. Yeah, she was on Lucha. I'm not too familiar with her. Drago, which uh, he was the guy that was at Jersey All-Pro from right. Lucha Underground. He, he's going to be killing shit. He's uh he's going to TNA, and then you got the Chris mm. brothers, and you got Rey Mysterio talking with um, TNA now. So, yeah, uh, 
Don't you think Ricochet will end up in the WWE though? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, they've yeah. they've definitely expressed interest in him before. Um, yeah. He's had tryouts and stuff, but I think with him, uh, probably maybe the travel. He's making a ton of money doing just New Japan and Lucha Underground and the Indies. You yeah. know, um, probably seen a lot of his friends go up there and be unhappy. You know, um, yeah. and nowadays, dude, it's different. I mean, Young Bucks. Everybody can say what they want about him. Those guys. I mean. Fucking geniuses. The first indie guys yeah. really in this generation to just say fuck off to the WWE and just really Omega make too. Yeah. But, I mean, the Young Bucks before him, I mean, the Young Bucks, they were the first ones to really uh, be selling that much merch and living off of that shit, you know? Like, they mm-hmm. really... Other than Cabana, and they're killing Cabana, you know? Cabana is getting by on merch, you know? Like, Young Bucks right. are making a career off this shit. That um, shit's in Hot Topic now. Right, yeah, exactly. So... I mean, those guys can't take anything away from them. But, yeah, um, which I mean, that's pretty much unheard of too. You know, anything outside of WWE or TNA or something like that showing up in like a, a retail store—that's that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Did you see this uh, this little promo Tamatanga uh, cut on New Japan with the G1 Climax, where he's basically burying the company, saying all these Japanese guys you're using are old. You know, this is the new generation. You're you're trying to go global and you're trying to expand. So why the fuck are we not doing it in the U.S. Um, in front of a new audience? Refresh things up a little bit. And uh, I thought it was good. I mean, it was like a half promo, half shoot type of thing. Hmm. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? If you heard it, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really hear it. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Yet. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they seem to be tremendously popular everywhere they're going. They're they're huge in the states before they even came to the states, you know, before right. they really even did any kind of like, you know, I, I guess now they're starting to branch out and do a couple of shows in the states. But I mean, before, I mean, look how big the Bullet Club got off of just overseas. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's do some questions and then uh, we'll talk some uh, hybrid GCW, which uh, yeah. I'll be at next week. So this will be the last show before I actually go to the show. So. We can talk about those real quick. All right, we got a couple questions. We got Leo on the Facebook, which, by the way, if you want to ask some questions, go to facebook.com slash group slash THD podcast uh, or just follow Jcat Morris. He will be tagged in there. So either way, you can ask questions. Um, Leo, who do you think will be in the Nick Gage uh, Invitational? Which, by the way, they announced that. So that'll be uh, September 16th. Um, I'm guessing eight, eight participants in there probably. Hopefully no more, no random three ways and shit like that. Um, which eight do you think are going to be in there? Hmm. I think uh, Jimmy Lloyd is a given, right? Like he's he's <sighs> right. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, what the fuck? Fucking yeah, guy. I mean, Jimmy Lloyd's going to be in there. A guy like Marcus Crane, you know, GCW. Yeah, Marcus guy. Crane's yeah, a definite. Sure. I mean, he's he's like your go-to yeah. GCW guy as far as you know death matches go, and. Uh, yeah, definitely Marcus Crane, Nick Gage, Marcus, obviously. Jimmy. Well, you know, he wasn't in the last one. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he wasn't, true. But, it wasn't uh, at the last Nick Gage invitation. It was the Nick Gageless Invitational. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would say Jimmy Lloyd, Marcus Crane, Nick Gage, uh, probably Nate Hatred. I would guess that's probably his return. It'd be a good spot for him. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be in good shape to do that. But uh, if they can pull it off, I'm um, I'm certain that they're gonna try at least. Yeah, uh, hmm. Masada probably. He lives, you know, low, he's local now. Yeah, I would think they use Masada again. I mean, he won the last one. Right, Danny Havoc is gone. 
Yeah, he's um, gone, so it won't be him. Um, you think like a homeless and, Jimmy or something like that, maybe? He seemed to do good on his East Coast uh, yeah. trip. I don't know. Maybe they bring in some, you know, outside. I, I can't imagine they bring in all the, like, you know, international talent that they did for uh, the, um, the Zandig thing. Well, what the hell was the tournament survival? <laughs> we do the Zandig stuff. Yeah, we do the Zandig <laughs> stuff. Uh, you know, uh, but I, I can't imagine that they do that and then don't do any of it for Nick Gage thing. So I gotta imagine that they bring at least one international guy in. Yeah, probably like Violento Jack or something. I know yeah. they wanted they wanted to bring him in for uh, TOS. I think he was uh, he was booked already. So if they if they can fit it in, I think uh, Violento Jack, especially he he did really well with uh, Danny Havoc. That was a great fucking yeah. match. So I would say yeah, maybe, so I could uh, see something like that. Yeah. So what are we at? Uh, six. Probably need two more people. Um, I don't see like Louis doing it. I, I hope not. I don't, don't do that shit. Um, Jeff Cannonball. I don't think they're on good terms. Uh, G mm-hmm. Raver. He's he's coming back to GCW doing that Wisconsin show. So uh, G Raver, oh, I would okay. throw in there. And uh, Schlack. Yeah, he's fine. Schlack and G yeah. Raver. Schlack, yeah, Schlack will wind up in it because now that you know he's done tournament of death and everything, I right. I can't imagine he won't be in it. So I think there you go. You got your you got your eight possibilities. Unless there's a big surprise, which you know I'm not, I don't see Zandig doing this show or anything like that. Um, but then again, you never know. Yeah. He didn't do too much at the last show. It wasn't like he took any bumps. He took a couple staples and. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't anything too crazy. But uh, and how high is the bar set for the show after TOS two? Um. I mean, obviously huge. I mean, you're not going to have the magnitude of a Tremont and Gage. I mean, there's going to be a while of of that, you know, that uh, that aura kind of looming. Like that's going to be a hard one to top. I mean, match wise, you can you can you know blow the roof off of the joint. And again, maybe you don't match Tremont Gage, but you know you could do enough creative shit and enough wild shit that the crowd will go fucking bananas, and you know it'll still wind up being you know a top notch show. And um you know worth worth talking about yeah plus you know honestly dude you can't you can't um you can't compare everything to to tos's you know because that's i mean they can't continue to top every show you know what i mean as long as it's a good show i'm fine with it i'm not expecting them to to set somebody on fire or fucking jump off a building just to make up for those bumps. you know it's gonna be a good show i have, I have absolutely no doubts about it um yeah we'll see where it goes but i definitely have a uh, high expectations especially with uh Gage finally, hopefully, being at his own tournament. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's excited about it. So, GCW uh, doesn't have a good volume control, so they're gonna try to do crazier shit than the last time every time. Which, you know, hey, for the fans, that's good. I mean, fucking unbelievably dangerous. You know, seeing as <laughs> the shit they've already done in such a short time. But um, yeah, I would expect fucking madness. I mean, they're not just gonna go out and put on, you know. Um, you know, a, a parallel show to what they did before. They're going to try to top it and, you know, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, look at those fucking bird spikes that they did at TOS, you know, like that. That's something I'd never seen before. And it apparently really fucked up Marcus Crane because it, it punctured his organs, you know? Uh, yeah. Which is something that I think we called, Kyle. Kind of. <laughs> We're like, yo, this dude lands lands on it wrong. You're puncturing a fucking lung. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, terrible, terrible shit. And, you know, they, they, if you're going out and trying shit that after it, you know, Marcus Crane's fucking insane. And yeah. 
he said afterwards, yeah, I'll never fucking, you'll never see me in a match with those fucking things again. So if they're doing, like, experimental shit <laughs> that later on the deathmatch guys go, yeah, fuck that shit, <laughs> then, you know, you guys are in for some fucking crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, and wrapping up, he says, do you guys have any questions for him? <laughs> no, I don't. Clever. <laughs> All right, next one we got uh, from Graham. If CZW is moving away from the ultra-violence slash deathmatch wrestling, do you think Onita versus Tremont should be the last match slash end of an era milestone? Um, um, I don't see them forever moving away from, from the ultra-violence. I think it's going to be toned down. You're not going to see it on a month-to-month basis. Uh, last show, Evolution. Again, zero ultra-violence. Nothing. Um, so moving forward, I think you're going to see it at TOD, Cage of Death, and that's probably about it. Maybe another show here and there. Um mm-hmm. If it was to be the last match, I don't think you can get a bigger match in 2017 as far as a death match. So, yeah, I, I think if they want to cap it off, I think this is probably the perfect way to do so. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be nuts, but, you know, I see a lot of people speculating and a lot of people saying, oh, this is going to be the, the nail in the coffin. This is going to be the last thing you see and it's going out. I'm telling you right now, my predictions are worry about October. Because you know for sure Onita and Tremont is going to be a huge, huge spectacle. Tremont will fuck it. I don't give a fuck if if it's an ultra-violent pillow fight that they turn it into. Tremont is going to damn near die in that match against Onita. I, I mean, he is going to do everything under his in his power to make that match fucking memorable. So I wouldn't worry about that. I know people are you know, bugging out explosions, not explosion, whatever the fuck whatever just they're gonna come through on that shit no question now september you have danny havoc's last last match in czw against alex cologne who he has tremendous fucking chemistry with and it's gonna be some kind of ladder match plus other shit that's gonna be fucking crazy that match no question about it is gonna be tremendously memorable and fucking insane so right there you can mark off two months in a row that there will at least be one match that is going to blow your fucking mind violence wise definitely october obviously you know they're not planning anything as of now but just look at what they're building and look at what could be and i just don't see anything on the horizon for october especially coming off of the big high of onita then the danny havoc retirement then you know they kind of launch into what's next and that's where I think they can go either direction. And if they're leaning away from ultraviolence, October is the month where it starts. And, and I would worry about October. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I, I don't see it toning down anytime, anytime soon, especially like forever. Um, toning down on a month-to-month basis, absolutely. But I think this match is absolutely going to be crazy. I'm not expecting a no-rope, uh, all-explosion barbed wire match like you would see in FMW. Um, and a lot of the recent video packages, they've been doing the barbed wire bats. They've been showing a lot of those clips. Um, so I have a feeling that's going to be the explosives on the match, which is a bit of a letdown, you know, if, especially if you, if you're flying people in to like, you know, put a couple fireworks inside a barbed wire baseball bat. It's like, eh, I don't know. But, uh, we can ask the next question cause it kind of goes hand in hand with this one. Uh, Anthony also wants to know. Is anything gonna fuck up at once in a lifetime? I don't. I don't think anything big. I don't think um, you know we had you know laughed about 
yeah, there's going to be so much smoke in the building. It's only going to be Tremont and Onita seeing it. I, I don't think we run into any of that stuff because I don't even think they're going that extreme. I mean, honestly, I mean, they, they would not be stupid to set up like a big explosion spot right outside those fucking doors. It's on the side of the building. Um, you know, maybe some fans follow them out, maybe not. But either way, if it comes across on DVD, it comes off on you know, I pay-per-view and the fans even in the building hear a giant fucking explosion on the side of that building. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a terrible idea and you could let off quite a bit of smoke over there too. I, I don't, I just don't see if they're bringing in pyro guys from Japan. I don't see them completely botching it. The one thing I'd worry about a, a big disaster on is that I pay-per-view because high spots had to refund the past, I want to say, I think it was two. They refunded the, the last two CZW I pay-per-views. High Spots had to refund money to everyone, including myself. Uh. Um, so that's the thing I would worry about disaster on, is everyone fucking bugging out that their feet is cutting out and it freezes and it's sitting there and then it's you know not coming back. And uh, That's the only thing I'd worry about, like complete disaster on. Yeah, I think... Um... I'm pretty sure he was referring to the eye pay-per-view and probably the explosives not going off properly. Um, I think the explosives are going to be fine. If anything, I, I'd agree with you. I think the eye pay-per-view, which they've always struggled with. I mean, this is nothing new. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's probably going to be the main concern. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right, we got uh, one last question. We've kind of talked about this. I, I've actually never talked about it. You have on, on, on the solo show on Yakuza Kick. Uh, wrestlers who hit people up on Facebook for money... Because you know hard times uh, from Kyle. <laughs> I don't uh, know if there's any new wrestlers asking for new money. Uh, I know uh, I sent you this, I believe. Um, Human Tornado. This guy had a GoFundMe for, for new gear. And because mm-hmm. he, wanted, he wanted bookings. So now apparently he's getting so many bookings that he's had a, he lost a family member. So he put a post up just saying all bookings canceled. Not coming to any other show. He was just kind of like a dick about it, it seemed like. Kind of like passive aggressive about it, um, and it's like, dude, this is the same guy that was bitching about it last year, asking people to pay him because wrestling didn't work out for him. Like, get a fucking job, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Right. You know, like, I didn't. I didn't force you to fucking wrestle for the rest of your life. It didn't work yeah. out. It didn't work out. You know, like MTV contract ran out. That was dude. That was like fucking fifteen years ago. Should have done something else with your life by now. You know, PWG didn't book you again. That's been years. Get, you got to do something else, man. I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if he had a death in the family and had to cancel bookings, and you know, I can't blame him for that. But the the stuff that happened previous to that, I thought it was complete trash, and people try to defend it. Well, it's a it's a Patreon thing, so you get something back. No, like you get the fucking guy showing up at the show. That's like his big reward is like, I'll wrestle. You guys want to see me wrestle? So if you pay for me to fucking get there, and uh, it's like, wait, I- I'm not paying your booking fees. I'm not buying you gear. Like, what right. the fuck kind of shit is that? And this is a dude, too. Like, if if you look back, I-, I-, I don't really even know where to find it specifically, but for years, there was an AIDS rumor about this dude that he had oh. AIDS. And um, from oh. what I had heard years later, he started it. And oh, then geez. later on said, like, psych, not nah, a shit was a joke the whole time. But, like, he dropped off of the scene for a long time. And a lot of the rumor was that he supposedly had AIDS or something. 
And um, then he like resurfaced years later after completely disappearing and said like, yeah, I started that because of such and such, but it wasn't true. Do you think so, if uh, GoFundMe's were around at that time, he would probably start one for himself for the fake AIDS? I, I don't know. He wasn't really like, it was like he's gone AIDS and then that was it. There wasn't like a constant like poor me, da 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 da. It was like, he's gone and here's the reason why. And then when he resurfaced, there was something along the lines of him saying like, yeah, that that shit came from me to begin with and it's not true. So yeah. it was it was like one of the strangest things that I've seen because I was a fan of the dude. You know, all the stuff that he did in CZW and stuff when they did all of that, uh, you know, that, that match with Ruckus that, you know, there's been run those clips have been run on the internet a million times um you know and he did some really entertaining shit and then he just disappeared like he was at the height of his popularity and then he just disappeared so um yeah it was really really strange and i don't know what you know went on with him personally i don't i mean overall even despite you know um regardless of the human tornado i hate this begging shit I really do. I, you know, I went over it a bunch with the John Wayne Murdoch shit. He was a bum ass dude. He was begging people for fucking pizza money. Like, get the fuck yeah. out of here, dude. Like, I don't, I don't respect you. I'm not gonna wear your fucking shirt in public because I, I don't want to be re- a representative of the dude that begs people for money for fucking pizza on Facebook. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, when people would wear a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt, they wanted to wear a shirt that was like, yeah, I'm a badass. I, I, I fucking kick ass and take names. That's that's the type of motherfucker I am. <laughs> like, you don't want to wear a shirt and be like, yeah, like, I need pizza money and yeah. <laughs> fucking the lights might get turned off tomorrow, motherfucker. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Same well, thing with uh, Brian Woods, I think you were talking about. He was... cr- yeah, he's trifling, too. I-, I fucking deleted him off of Facebook a long time ago. That's why I don't really know if there's too many, like, current ones going on because anytime like i see that shit going on like i get rid of that person off my facebook and i don't want to see what what's happening with them yeah but uh brian woods was a guy who like i'll do anything i'm a crazy motherfucker he called himself a suicidal beast but then like when you fucking blow your knee out you're like dude i can't do my regular job so and my lights are gonna get paid off uh turned off and he was taking like pictures with his fucking kid saying like yeah like me and my kid aren't going to have electricity tomorrow. Well, then maybe you shouldn't be such a suicidal beast, you fucking idiot. Right. You know, like, how about be a little bit more safe? So that way your kid has fucking electricity. Like, that's not on me. Yeah, dude, uh, just, just own up to your shit. Be a grown man. If you fuck up, if you get hurt, you... Like, again, same thing with these contracts that people are bitching about. Like, Ricochet, you signed that, dude. That, that was your responsibility to read over that. You signed it, stop bitching about it. Yeah, and yeah. you know the deathmatch wrestling shit—it's—it's it's insane. I mean, you know, anyone from casual casual watchers to deathmatch wrestling fans have to look at it and go, "God, you guys are fucking nuts." But if when you left the building, you thought you were going to get a bill in the mail for whatever happened to those guys, you'd probably tell them to tone it down too. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. hey. Janela came off the roof. Oh, fuck, dude. This is going to cost me fucking, you know. And Janela wasn't begging for money. I'm just using it as an example. Like, right. you know, holy shit, that roof spot was crazy. Fuck, but dude, I got a car payment next month. How am I going to fucking pay for this now? Like, that's not part of the deal. We're like, we do this and then you can give back. Like, no, 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 no. We didn't work out that arrangement. I already tell you to stay the fuck on the ground. Yeah, I think the only time Janela was on uh, GoFundMe was when he was trying to wrestle on the moon. 
Yeah, uh, which is, you know, completely respectable. Absolutely. And, uh, and people you know, actually donated, which was fucking crazy. Not respectable. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> respectable crazy. at all. When they, when they go, here's $5. Yeah, fucking that's... Ryan. <laughs> I think it got to, like, 60 bucks or something before they shut it down, but... Ryan donated, uh, like, I think 15 bucks and was like, sorry, I can't do more. Like, dude, that's <laughs> real money. Like, the, yeah. I, as funny as that is, that's actually money. Yeah, that's nuts. But uh, we got Game Changer happening next week, um, July 29th, in Howell, New Jersey, Game Changer World. Um, and it's a fucking stacked card. I uh, I talked to Lauderdale, and apparently there's not been too many um, people reaching out for tickets. So I, I hope they do well, because, I mean, the better they do, the better shows that uh, I get to see. And uh, it's a fucking stacked card, so I'm sure it's expensive. Uh, we'll run yeah. through the card real quick. Uh, we got a special guest appearance by uh, the Lariat, Stan Hansen, which is fucking cool. Uh, I mean, I, I really thought you were going DJ Hydron. You started <laughs> off with Lariat. Like, who else could it be? Right. The Lariat. I mean, you Lariat could stop DJ. right there. I'm fucking Deej uh, tickets. Yeah. Well, maybe they, they should have got uh, DJ Hyde, man. They probably would have sold more tickets. He's a plug-in machine. He would have been yeah. plugging it everywhere. Uh, Stan Hansen, I'm sure he's probably going to smash a light tube or two over somebody's head. Similar to Scott Hall, um, a lot of these guys that they bring in for like. It'd be funny because isn't he like fucking um, historically pretty much blind? Yeah, I think so. Where <laughs> <I think so. laughs> he was like nailing people all sorts of ways because he could barely fucking see, and this is when he was in the ring working. So right. they give him a light tube, and he's got to hit a guy in the head. That's not a definite. Yeah, you also have uh, Danny Havoc's last match, his farewell to Game Changer. Um, it's going to be a gauntlet match. What do you think's in this? Uh, that's what I was going to ask you because I've. Do I mean yeah, unless the? <laughs> I mean unless you uh, reuse some of the talent that you have earlier on the card, this is a lot of fucking people in this locker room, dude. This is like it's like ten matches. Yeah. Got a gauntlet, you know. I honestly think they got to fucking do what CCW didn't. They got to get Sammy Callahan in there because um, I, I honestly I still think. Um, they don't have anything announced for him for uh, August for the Onita show. Yeah. And I really think they'd be smartest to run fucking Sammy Callahan, Danny Havoc one more fucking time. Yeah. That shit was like a legendary feud. One of the best one-on-one Cage of Death matchups ever. Fucking crazy. If you haven't seen that, go back and watch it. I forget what number it was, but fucking yeah. awesome. So fucking awesome. Um, when they came off the top and the pane of glass fell with them, I was scared they were both going to be fucking like, break nailed <laughs> or, like, cut in half, you know what I mean? Because the shit fell where, like, they could have caught it on an angle and just fucking right. been, like, a half a person when they fucking hit the mat. I mean, it was fucking crazy scary. Um, and that match was so good. But, um, well, you know. Because one... the glass was full. It, it didn't break when they first hit it. You know, it fell like the glass was a full piece. When it fell yeah. from the top of the cage, so it, it could have just like fucking hit anybody in the head and just knocked them. They out. had it like um, they had it like braced. There was like pieces of wood that ran like on the top, and there was just like a little lip that the glass sat on. Yeah. And I think when they did something up top, it jumped that lip. You know what I mean? Because there yeah. was a couple of pieces of glass, and I think they went through the one, but the other one jumped off that lip and came with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, it was, it was fucking... But I think, you know, CCW would be right for doing that one last time. If they don't, they missed the ball on that. Uh, you know, drop the ball on that again. Yeah. 
I think GCW definitely should add Sammy to the gauntlet if he's free that day. Um, I, I think you know they gotta they gotta get Viking back there. Um, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see Viking show up for the one little send off deal, um, even though he's he's done or whatever. But you know if he shows up just for this to be part of the gauntlet, um, trying to think of who else. Danny I mean, Havoc. You'll, you'll see Jimmy Lloyd doing a, doing two appearances. Probably he'll probably be in that. I'm guessing. Maybe. I mean, I I just think like you got to find as many people that'll mean something to Danny Havoc because I think it said something about like previous opponents or something like that. You think uh, Scotty Vortex? Vortex would definitely be a solid one to bring in. Um, you know, just for that. Um, I mean, what's what's Gabe's Devin doing Moore. on that card? Uh, Gage is going against Matt Riddle. Yeah, like I could see him doing a double deal, but again, I, Gage is doing like two big matchups right now. Like his matchups are too big, yeah. so I don't know if like it, it would be uh, it would look like shit if he he wrestled in that, did a bunch of crazy shit, and then wrestled Riddle. So yeah, Devin Moore, Scotty Vortex, I can see those two guys probably a, you know, maybe a Nate Hatred or some shit. I don't think that's ever happened. Um, yeah, I, I tend to think it's going to be, you know, past opponents. So Devin would make sense. I mean, it could do all of that nation of intoxication shit like right there. Yeah, Connor Claxton. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because I don't think Claxton is on this card, is he? Uh, he probably is, actually. All right. Anyway, yeah, we'll see who's in the gauntlet. But um, GCW tag team titles match. You got private party going against Tabernock, the team from uh, Canada. I like those guys. They came in and they wrestled, uh, fucking, what the fuck did they wrestle? They wrestled, um, oh shit. It was, um, in CCW you're talking about? Yeah. They wrestled like fucking Dan, was it Dan Barry and fucking, uh, Candace. I don't know. I can look it up real quick, but uh... I think it was Dan Barry and Candace because like she had substituted for, um, Bill Carr and right. then she dressed up in like the fucking shirt and tie deal, like like she was Bill Carr. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was the thing. And uh, they brought them in, and it was fucking good. Um, I, I thought those guys were fucking impressive, and DJ should have definitely brought them back a bunch, like as much as possible. But you know, what can you do? Yeah, uh, I saw a lot of their stuff in Beyond Wrestling. They were going against like the Hit Squad and the Hooligans, and you know all those guys okay. are kind of killing it. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for this match. I think it's the matchup is kind of intriguing. Two different sizes, two different styles. Um, mm-hmm. Both teams are, are pretty fucking decent, so uh, definitely looking forward to that match. Jimmy Lloyd going against Reed Bentley, the returning Reed Bentley to the East Coast. Oh, fuck. Uh, Cinder Smash Deathmatch. Cinder Smash Deathmatch. That fucking rhyme really is. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd and Reed Bentley, man. I don't know what Cinder Smash means. Uh, I hate when tubes. you just name these goofy-ass names. I really can't stand it. I mean, just... You know, can you just like fucking cinder blocks and light tubes? You know, tell me fucking panes of glass and cinder blocks. Just be fucking blunt. Stop being fucking. You know, uh, what the hell was that other shit they had uh, with Schlack and the fucking. Oh, the, like the dead hand? Dead hand, yeah, dead hand death match or what the fuck was Dead man's hand? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, don't. Uh, it, it, they've gone, you know. Two different directions. One where, and Larry Legend started that shit at one of the tournament of deaths, and he just started saying, hey, we got a lot of fuckery in here, and, like, everybody thought it was fucking cute, and they ran with that, and it's like, 
Well, you'd take away complete meaning and, and substance from the match by just saying, eh, it's all fuckery. And it's like, right. okay, great. And, and then you go from that to, like, you know, fucking uh, City Slickers 2, Curly's Gold, Deathmatch. And it's like, <laughs> what the what the fuck is that? Like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember the movie, but, okay, let me think. In the movie, they went to the thing, and the... Uh, yeah, maybe, don't, don't maybe it's, it's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, just don't complicate it, you know? Just don't fuck huh. the matches, I just want to know. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to hate these uh, names for these matches, but I'm Jimmy sure. Lloyd and Reed Bentley. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure this match is going to be crazy because Jimmy Lloyd will take all the fucking tubes and all yeah. kinds of shit on the center block, so it, it'll be a good match. Uh, mm-hmm. Home Improvement oh, Death good. Match. <laughs> the good is a little bit overstated, but... It'll be okay. a crazy match, let's put it that way. Uh, home Improvement Death Match. What cool the fuck do you think? What do you think this means? Home improvement. Uh, Marcus Crane versus Connor Claxton. Refereed by fucking Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah, well, I don't know what home improvement <laughs> means. Uh, what is it like a drill on a fucking pole? La- I don't know ladders. They're gonna build a fence around the fucking front row, and you're gonna have to like peer over it like Wilson from next door to watch it. <laughs> That's that's the home improvement death match. Barbed wire, probably. I'm guessing. I don't, I don't know. It's, I, I have no idea what this means. Home improvement. I would imagine saws and shit like this. Oh. Yeah. Reed and got Jimmy sword. Lloyd. Dude, last saw. thing you want is a fucking 19, 20 year old taking saw bumps, man. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Jimmy well, they Lloyd. clearly feel they don't give a fuck about that kid's body. <laughs> uh, light tubes, ladders, and lucha. Triple L. Arrow Boy, the returning Arrow Boy. The only time I've seen him was in CZW at TOD, and uh, I thought he was really well, he's, good. He's bringing the lucha. We know that much. Yeah. So he's he's bringing the lucha. They'll supply the ladders, and he's going against G Raver. I'm guessing G Raver will bring the light tubes. So no, that little well. scumbag fucking Matt Wolf will carry light tubes <laughs> sloppily to the fucking ring. <laughs> Almost break he, them all. He's bringing the light tubes like a fucking twelve-year-old girl. Oh boy. <laughs> But uh, Marcus Crane and Connor, Cl- uh, not Marcus Crane, uh, Arrowboy and G Raver. That's a match that I'm actually looking forward to because G Raver, um, he can do some of that kind of high flying thing. He can, um, I think they'll uh, they'll have good chemistry and their styles will complement each other. Um, Arrowboy is fucking nuts though. That, that dude is fucking out of his mind, man. He'll, he'll do some crazy shit. Remember him and uh, Masada fucking killed the first round. So. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, well, that'll be a good match. Um, GCW title. Another match that uh, CZW has not capitalized on, and it's going to happen in GCW. Uh, Schlack challenging Matt Tremont. Yeah, that that's great. And, you know, they, again, CZW continues to drop the ball on that. They're not interested in that ball, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's not even the same game they're playing anymore. So it is what it is. And, and they had those guys across the ring from each other, but they're so hell-bent on this, uh, you know, Schlack and, and Dan O'Hare thing working that they just – that's just the spot that they're giving Schlack. It's not even like something I I think they're super into. That's just what they're doing with them. So, yeah. you know, they they had him across the ring with that G Raver in there and everything else. And then you know the one on one match that fans actually want to see. GCW is giving it to the fans. So now yeah, go for them. How many death matches is on this fucking card though? So let's see. We got. Uh, I'm guessing the Danny Havoc match will probably have some some death. Oh, match. absolutely. Yeah. So There's no we got. So we got one with there. Cinderblock Smash Deathmatch, that'll be one. Uh, home Improvement Deathmatch, that'll be uh, another one. That'll be three. 
Light Tubes, Ladders, and Lucha with Airboy and G-Raver. That'll be four. Uh, Matt Tremont Schlack, not announced as a death match, but I can't. There's not a chance. It's not yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably a death match. So five death matches. <laughs> yeah. Out of a set, out of a, I guess eight. Yeah, we got eight matches in total, five death matches. All right. So the only non-death matches are Private Party going against Tabernock the team and the following two matches that we'll get into in a second. Those are the only non-death matches. Schlack and uh, Matt Tremont, though. Do you think Schlack's going to take the title? Um, I I wouldn't think so, but fuck, GCW would be smart to do it because CCW's not, so fucking why not? I figure it's actually a good idea, you know, just because... Their only champions really have been Kyle the Beast and fucking Tremont. You know, why not add Schlack to that list? Um, yeah, CZW is dropping the ball so fucking heavily on Schlack. So, I mean, honestly, anyone anyone would be fucking really, really wise to put the fucking title on that guy and let him shoot fucking promos on every fucking show. And, I mean, he, he's money. He's, I mean, if you don't want to fucking spend, you know, you don't want to make that money, then someone else should. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's definitely a match I'm excited for, though. So this is like a triple uh, triple main event card right here. Um, next main event is going to be the grudge match. Joey Janela going against Teddy Hart. Yeah. That could um, main event anything, so. Yeah, that should be good. As long that as uh, Teddy's not good. hurt, quote-unquote, you know. Yeah, you know, he could be hurt. He could be telling you about God. He could be bringing a cat. I mean, there's a lot of things that he could fucking do, and... Uh, yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't involve the cat. Anything else he does, whatever. Give a shit. Uh, and the main event, the match that I'm most excited about, either this or Schlack and Tremont. Schlack and Tremont, I think it's going to be fucking, going to be nuts. Um, Nick Gage and Matt, Matt Riddle in a street fight, I guess. Super fight, whatever the fuck. Super fight? Super fight, that's what it's called. The ultimate super fight. Okay. So, uh, I'm, I have to, Matt Riddle has to take it though. I mean, I don't see Matt Riddle coming into GCW and getting pinned. Also, like, I know this isn't labeled a death match, and I don't expect it to be as crazy as any of those other matches, but I can't imagine Nick Gage is in a building full of light tubes and this and that, and then his match is just the the non-death match match. So I have a feeling they'll add some fucking elements of crazy shit in this match. So you might end up with closer to six death matches. Yeah, I mean, Matt Riddle did the barbed wire match with... Tremont, so he's he's willing to do you know kind of test the waters out with that stuff i guess as long as he's probably not taking the main bumps which i'm gage will be more than happy to do that so sure um so sure yeah I, I can see matt riddle probably taking a bundle of tubes and smashing it on him or something like that you know i don't see mm-hmm. him taking any light tubes but um gage on the receiving end yeah sure that, that might happen but overall, fucking fucking stack card, man. I don't. Oh yeah, it's an insane card. Yeah, I mean, dude, they've only had uh, one like mediocre show as far as since NGI for me. I mean, they've just been fucking killing it every show. Um, they're doing something in Wisconsin, I guess. I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, Danny Havoc's doing something out there with that too. I think it's him and Dysfunction actually. Yeah, him and Dysfunction. Dysfunction's uh, coming out of his deathmatch retirement just to wrestle Havoc one more time. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that, man. Uh, I'm still waiting on that Allentown show. It seems like the smaller shows that they do uh, takes a lot longer to put out on on DVD. Because I mean, if you remember TOS, dude, that was the video on demand was online and within it yeah. fucking like 40 minutes of the show. 
you know. I think, you know, time is money and I think it takes a little bit more, you know, financial effort to to make a rush on everything, you know, to put a rush on it and get it out immediately. You know, if it's if it's worth it because it's gonna get you a lot of return, then then go ahead. But I don't think the Allentown show is gonna like pour in money, so it's one of those, yeah, we'll put it out when we get around to it. Yeah. Yeah, and that uh it's called Death Trip. Danny Havoc's uh, Wisconsin Death Trip. <laughs> yeah, it's like labeled that. They love to give motherfuckers shows. Janela's Spring Break and Danny's Death Trip. <laughs> no, I, I, I like it though. It's it's real different, it's you know. Weekend at Bernie's. Dude, I actually I, I really like that concept though. I think it's dope, <laughs> especially doing it with like random ass wrestlers you wouldn't expect. <laughs> like imagine if they do Schlack's show, like a fucking just like a nutty ass fucking show, which just full of just just nonsense. The good stuff, man. But uh, they got Marcus Crane against Alex Cologne. Uh, real happy to see Alex Cologne. Uh, doing some shit with GCW. I think that's a good fit for him. You also have uh, Schlack and G. Raver. Another match that uh, we've been excited about and CZW didn't make it happen, so there you go, mm-hmm. GCW. Um, another one. Nick Gage and Dysfunction, as we just mentioned. Uh, and that's all that's been announced for that. Um, that's in Nick Gage and Dysfunction or Danny Havoc Dysfunction? Uh, Nick Gage. Oh, okay. Then I yeah. was wrong. Yeah, Nick Gage in this function. Oh, well, who's Danny Havoc wrestling? They didn't uh, say. Hasn't, hasn't been announced yet. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, the only other thing I got is a uh, hybrid is the night before Game Change Wrestling, and that'll be in uh, Eddie Stone, PA, uh, next Friday, which will be July 28th. You got um, Teddy Hart going against Ethan Page, uh, as well as Joey Janela going against Facade. Facade is another guy that I want to see GCW use more because that guy, I'm sure he's probably not too expensive, and he, and he fucking kills it. Um, my fo- my first exposure to him was in Extreme Rising against like Sabu, and uh, he pulled mm. a really good match out of Sabu. Talented guy. Um, they also have uh, Abyss going against Matt Tremont in like a death match. Um, that'll be good. I mean, they can't use any glass, but other than that, they can use everything else. Uh, it's a weird environment. The lights are on. It's a lot of kids and shit. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> They've done, like, Nate Hatred and, and Matt Tremont and done barbed wire and thumbtacks and stuff, so I'm sure they're not going to shy away from the violence. It's just uh, seeing, like, a, the five-year-old next to you and shit. It's just going to... I'm not used to it. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> not, I don't have too much exposure to, to kids. Um, they also have uh, the one match that I'm really looking forward to is uh, Nick Gage and Homicide. I think they're going to fucking tear the players down. And that's that's an appropriate match because they can kind of get hardcore they can they can kill it with like the chairs and trash cans and shit and actually really be stiff um but you can present that to kids without feeling awkward like a bringing like a schlack and g raver match in front of like fucking five-year-old is kind of weird but yeah. uh i think overall this is it's gonna be a great weekend of fucking wrestling both cards are stacked um a lot of great talent i wouldn't be surprised if you see a uh, abyss show up maybe in that gauntlet against danny havoc since he's in town um yeah i mean i don't it's just hard for me to believe that Abyss is in New Jersey slash PA and Game Changers the next day and they're not using them. Especially yeah. since Lauderdale has a hand in both companies. I don't know. I don't know what the you know, booking fees for that type of dude is, if you're, especially if you're doing like a gauntlet and then adding other ultra-violent shit. Who knows? I mean, yeah. they seem to work out a bunch of shit. I still don't know how they afford their shows with you know the houses they draw. They've, they've had a couple, a little bit of decent crowds, GCW, but... They are booking fucking a lot of fucking talent, and I can't imagine they're making that money back. Yeah, um, I think it's more of an investment than uh, something they're they're eating off of right now. You know, well, an investment <laughs> yeah. usually requires off. a return. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it hasn't been that long. You know, 
take some time. All right. But uh, anything else you got that we missed? I don't think so. Yeah, um, got everything, I think. Yeah. Did a nice uh, hour and ten minute show. I think uh, that about nice. wraps it up. And then next weekend uh, we'll be back. We'll uh, I'll, I'll review the Game Changer show. I'll be at that, so I'll talk about nice, that. Nice, yeah. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about Hybrid and any other indie shit that went down uh, throughout this week and next week. We'll definitely talk about it. Check out Yakuza Kick Radio, WednesdayBlogTalkRadio.com. Uh, slash Yakuza and check out the Hot Tag Podcast um, iTunes find, find us both on there and uh, with that said we'll be back next week peace peace